Hi, this is Life Coach David. Thanks for listening to the Law of Attraction podcast. And you can find me and contact me at lifecoachdavid.com. It's been a while since I did a podcast because I had a medical procedure and it went well, but the recovery took longer than I thought it was going to. However, everything's fine. And here I am, and I'm looking forward to finishing Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting, because there's so many more books I want to talk about that are going to be so helpful, and they're all Law of Attraction oriented, so I'm just going to get right into it. So Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting by Lynn Grabhorn, and I hope you've listened to previous podcasts and have gotten a lot out of it, because there's a lot of great information in here. So here we are, the last chapter, and this is called 30 Days to Breakthrough. Whenever I find a miraculous 30-day cure in a book I've purchased, I instantly toss it out. I'm not an advocate of 30-day plans. In fact, I detest them, which is obviously why I designed one for myself within days of being introduced to the laws of deliberate creation. Having said that, I have to tell you somewhat red-faced that while those incredible 30 days turned my life around by giving me proof that change was possible, the first 10 days were a nightmare. In fact, working through those days was the hardest thing I had ever done, from giving up drinking, to stopping smoking, to breaking up, which I was actually fairly good at. But the results, of course, were startling, or else I would not have continued. Never had it entered my head that it was possible to live life without some degree of concern, not to mention full-blown stress or outright panic. And yet, that is precisely what was happening. I was learning to live without worry. It was astonishing. I seemed to have found a means to live in a state of completely counter to what I believed to be normal. While I live the four steps of deliberate creating almost every day, if it hadn't been for that 30-day introductory program I designed for myself, I doubt I would have continued. My addiction to negative emotion was too ingrained, too much a way of life to give up in the blink of an eye. I would not have known where to start or how to proceed, no matter how great I thought these teachings to be. Those first 30 days gave me such an enormous head start into learning how to take charge of and control my energy flow that I've just about blasted every major fear I ever had, known and unknown, out of my life. Oh sure, I'm still a little skitzy about driving on icy roads, so I only do it when I'm sure I'm feeling okay. I still have some trouble speaking up for myself in intimate situations, so I only do it when I know my valve is open. Then it's a breeze. I sometimes lock my doors if that's going to make me feel better on down days, but genuine fear of break-ins is simply non-existent. And money, it's cascading in now with ease and has been for quite some time. But I found out early on in my program that money would come in or stay away in direct proportion to my energy flow. If there had been no money coming in, I knew my valve had been closed with worry and fear. When money was more abundant, I knew my valve had opened some. When no money was coming in, I had to do a lot more of what I call flip switching 
the rapid altering of one's energy from negative to positive. I had to find ways to get me out of whatever worry habit I'd been in and open up that valve. Then, as long as I kept my valve even a little more open than closed, money would come in, but only in proportion to how much feel-good energy I could muster. Sure, I still focused negatively, but only for a brief time, a few moments, a couple of hours, sometimes even a day or two, if I really want to feel like old times. But then I've had enough and turn myself back around. I'm simply no longer willing to sacrifice all my wants and dreams and well-being for self-indulgent negative feelings over some stupid negative event. And I no longer charge in like the Lone Ranger against unwanted conditions to fix them, fix them, fix them. Indeed, old dogs most assuredly can learn new tricks. But old dog, young dog, or somewhere in between, there is not one reason under the sun, not one excuse in the whole universe why you can't do this too, if you want to. A freedom of life is waiting for you that is beyond any capacity I have to describe. A freedom so unnaturally extraordinary that one can only know it through the joy of living it. I'm talking about total personal freedom, freedom from boredom or monotony, from needing to prove or justify, from needing to need, from anxiety, and from all the imprisoning shoulds of life we have so staunchly placed upon ourselves. I'm talking about the freedom to exist as we desire, the freedom to acquire, to be outrageous, to prosper, and even to excel, if that is a desire. I'm talking about creating your own utopia, not next year, not in the next decade, but right now. That's where those first 30 days launched me. No, not all at once. This thing is ongoing and will be for as long as I'm in this body. Some days are better than others, but all days hold more enduring joy than I have ever thought possible because I have the key. Whether or not I use the key is my choice, but one thing is for sure. I have no more excuses on which to fall back. A mild warning, however, if you do decide to embark full tilt on this 30-day turnaround, you could be facing a major battle with your fears. Old habits die hard, and your fears are not going to like it that you're thinking about cutting them loose. Frankly, neither are you. Yet all we're dealing with here is habits. That's all. Just comfy old habits. And the next section is called Our Need to Need. This relentless habit we have of negative thinking is so much part of how we define normal. Most of us wouldn't know who we are without it. We'd lose our footing, for living in that vibration is the same as being hooked on drugs. Once hooked, Life can't go on without a fix. I was speaking recently about the law of attraction and deliberate creating at a rather large 12-step gathering with folks in recovery and found a fascinating dichotomy. On one hand, there was eager acceptance of the principles, even a twinge of excitement. Yet, on the other hand, there was an obvious fear of letting go of the need to need. One gal said, 
I think what you're saying is exciting, but you've overlooked one thing. I need to keep coming to these meetings for my own growth. I need these people or I'll go under again. I didn't have my valve open when I came six years ago, and it was these people who helped me get it open. If I leave now, well, I'd be afraid to do it. I'd be afraid to be out on my own like that. Her valve was not open. This gal's addiction to fear had long ago turned into a need. Her fear had become her fix. She felt her props would be knocked out from under her if anyone dared suggest she could wipe away her fears forever just by finding ways to feel better. To even broach the subject was sincerely terrifying to her. Fear was her identity, her security blanket, and she wasn't alone. That same reaction came from many. Give me the keys to happiness, but don't you dare take away my insecurities, or I'll feel stripped and vulnerable. Our ever-present need-to-need. Then there's the unfortunate concept held by so many of us that before reliable recovery from any addiction or emotional disorder can take place, we must unearth all the painful junk we believe was dumped on us in our early years. Another fellow said at that same meeting, I don't see how you can feel better without regurgitating, and those were his exact words, all that horror we had to go through growing up. Again, a habit of negative thinking turned into a need. Our need for emotional pain to feel alive or even for mild discomfort is the greatest addiction ever known to mankind. Granted, we'll probably never stop having negative reactions because contrast is what being physical is all about. But we most certainly can learn to allow the contrast, our likes and don't likes, without having to feel and flow so much negativity. But I hadn't learned any of this yet. So when interest rates went up and my prolific mortgage business all but vanished, I went totally ballistic. Loans dried up overnight, and overnight I went from positive to negative, blaming the condition, the rotten market, for my mood and state of mind. From, man, this is hot, I went to, dear God in heaven, what do I do now? With my focus glued to the declining market and my rapidly declining bank account, I anxiously cast a gaze to my upcoming infomercial that was almost ready to air. Surely this will pull me out of my financial mess. Surely this would save me. Surely this would be enough orders for this remarkable program to ensure that the venture and me would thrive. As had been true for most of my life, my addiction to problems once again became my security blanket. The only place I felt safe was wrapped in the familiar vibrations of negativity. I tried to turn on the buzz I had learned to play with, but was too fretful and quickly gave up. Never once did I write a new script. I didn't know I could. All I did was lose sleep, drink too much coffee, yell at the dogs, and become more and more terrified over the vast sums of money I had spent, alongside of the sizable sums that were not coming in. Then came the what-ifs. What if the infomercial did not work? What if I had spent the equivalent of five years' income and didn't receive enough orders to continue? How would I make a living again? How would I? What could I? What if? What if? What if? 
once again, I was creating a powerfully charged, very magnetic and very negative vortex that was getting bigger by the second with each fearful thought I'd project. I kept trying to believe that things wouldn't have gone so smoothly for me the year before when I was making all that money while producing the program and show if the success of the show wasn't meant to be. Ha! The half-hour commercial aired over an extended weekend in 20 different markets from Hawaii to New York and every place in between. I don't have to tell you what happened. There's not a want in the universe that could have made it through the thick vibrations of my don't wants that were pleading, I don't want this thing to fail. Oh, please, I don't want this thing to fail. My valve was sealed. The door to my toy store was bolted tight, and my resistance to anything, even remotely resembling well-being, was larger than the Milky Way. The size of the disaster sent me deeper than ever into fear. For three frantic months, I ran around like a chicken with its head cut off in the hi-ho silver mode. My valve slammed shut, trying desperately to generate some income while maintaining a constant focus on a train of things unwanted. Never once did I let go of my unceasing blame of and anxiety over conditions. All of them. The market, the lack of savings, the lack of income, the TV disaster, the production bills that were still due. I did not like what I was looking at. Needless to say, the harder I looked, the more of it I got. Finally, in an answer to my anguished cries for help, I guess the universe took pity and slipped in some assistance on a sort of take-it-or-leave-it basis. Not big dollars, not any dollars, not new ideas, not even people to help, just some teachings. The principles of the law of attraction had been unceremoniously dumped into my lap. As excited as I was about these new teachings, to blithely jump into the four steps of the Law of Attraction would have been utterly impossible for me in the beginning. I was mired too deep in fear. With 18 hours a day of ever-increasing anxiety, I was so awash in negative focus, negative feelings, and negative vibrations that without some kind of starter program, I knew I'd give up before I'd begun. So I said to myself, okay, this shouldn't be too tough. I just have to find a way to stop thinking about things that get me uptight. No big deal. I'll just stop thinking about them for 30 days and I can get on with the rest of the four steps. Dreamer. It was a very big deal. But with a determination born of being on the bottom again and nowhere else to turn, I dove in and refused to give up. If indeed you do desire to embark on the magnificent journey of becoming the deliberate creator you came here to be, I strongly urge that you dive into these 30 days too before playing around with anything else. If you'll stay with it, the 30 days will identify the depth of your negative habit, giving you an invaluable benchmark for which to fly. At least it did for me. I had to establish where I was before I could start the course. Man, oh man, did I ever find out where I was. So this was my start, my own eager, though thoroughly naive, 
beginning to shake loose the vibrational shackles in which I had been so unknowingly bound for decades. This is the 30-day program I designed not a day after receiving the Law of Attraction material. I'll tell you straight from my journal how it worked for me and what you might expect along the way. There are only two steps to my introductory program. Number one, remove your focus from any major thing that is currently causing serious fear or worry, concern, anxiety, or stress, and keep it off. Notice I didn't say to remove your focus from all things negative, just the current pressing items because these are the easiest to spot and feel. They are always major, in-your-face, don't-wants of some kind that are causing you to be uptight. If thinking about your empty bank account makes you tense, stop thinking about it right now and flip switch to number two. If thinking about your pending divorce generates that sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach, then stop thinking about it right now and flip switch as fast as you can. If thinking about your upcoming licensing exam is making you queasy, then stop thinking about it right now and flip switch as fast as you can. In my first 30 days, I personally didn't get into talking to myself or writing new scripts. That was far too complicated early on. However, if you do want to reassure yourself out loud or write a new script, go for it. Just remember that in these first 30 days, it's vitally important to have a subject immediately available for you to flip into and quickly switch vibrations. That's the only way I found to begin breaking my insidious habit of negative. And number two, establish a flip switch topic for each day by finding one new item about yourself to appreciate. A flip switch topic is one you've established for the day. It's ready for you ahead of time to flip into the moment you realize you're feeling anxious or a little down or even moderately out of sorts. It's a topic you've chosen to have handy so you don't have to frantically search for some valve-opening thing to think about. Don't think that finding something about yourself to appreciate is namby-pamby. Believe me, it's tough. No matter what our position in life may be, most of us hold such great distaste in acknowledging our own attributes or talents that the thought of having to dig up a new one each day for 30 days can be really irksome. Happily, it's that very distaste which makes this exercise so valuable for the process of digging up a new subject each day along with the considerable effort it takes to stay focused on the thing, gets us so involved while we're stewing about it, we ultimately forget about the exterior worries. So what's to appreciate? Well, how about your hair, or your clean nails, or your singing voice, or your expertise with figures, or love of birds, or a great body, or leadership capabilities, or maybe you have acting talent, or very strong hands? or finesse in parenting, or proficiency in skiing, or position in the company, or sales abilities. If you think you can't find 30 things to appreciate about yourself, find them anyway. Then when some habitual worry comes sneaking into your day, 
and you catch yourself in that hypnotic state of seemingly unbreakable focus on whatever it is you're worried about, you now have something waiting in the wings to immediately override it. You flip switch instantly to your daily topic. Now this is important. Stay with whatever topic of appreciation you've chosen for that day, no matter how absurd it might seem. In other words, don't bounce around with your daily subject of self-appreciation just because it makes you feel silly or you think you might like something better. With the ever-present help of your guidance, you chose it for some reason. So that subject is yours for 24 hours. Keep it. Then, think about your daily appreciation item when you're not in fear. Think about it every minute you remember to do it. That kind of concentrated, high vibrational focus will do more to break up your habitual worry vibration faster than you can imagine. And that's the end of that section. And that's a great idea. You know, find a topic that you appreciate about yourself so that when that doubt comes in or something comes in that's negative, you just divert your thoughts to something you appreciate. So if you're willing to try that for 30 days, I think it's fantastic, totally. And she is using the word flip switch. And when I coach my clients, I use the word divert. I always tell clients, you know, when you, when you realize you're thinking about something you don't want, then just divert to thinking about something you do want. <laughs> like just choose to take that kind of control over your thoughts. And it takes practice, but it's well worth it, well worth it when you get used to doing it. And then eventually you're mainly just thinking about what you want. But that takes time and practice, but it is doable. So I thought I was going to finish the book today, but I've run out of time. But that's okay because there was a lot of information in there. So contemplate that until the next podcast, which I will do soon because we're getting very close to the end of the book. And thanks again for listening. And if you're interested in wonderful Law of Attraction coaching, I always offer a free mini phone coaching session to anyone who's seriously considering Law of Attraction coaching. And as I always say, have a high vibration day. Yeah.